Another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. My name is Brandon Tangum. Is sitting approximately six feet away from me in the backyard of the Hobson household is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Do you think people know you're lying when when you say approximately six feet away? I mean, I've never been good with you know like measurements. Measurements and you know being you able say to... it's seven eight inches, but it's actually only four. So yeah, you always got to add a you know you always got to kayfabe them. True. That's very true. We could have just shut the fuck up and not have to spoil it that we're being terrible people going out of our way to be together to record this live. We could have just done this via Zoom, but no. Brandon, I'm doing fine. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Getting a little hot here in the Bay Area. Apparently, it's supposed to rain a little bit next week, so getting some Florida weather right now. Yeah, it's a bit, well, you know, and apparently in the, what, in the Northeast, it's supposed to be like a big old blizzard or something like that, right? I only worry about what's going on right now because, you know, in this area, because there's so much shit going on, I can't worry about what's going on outside And you know what? We're not weathermen. We're podcasters about wrestling and sports. Let's stick to what we know best. And let's start off with something Dominic definitely knows best is some UFC. We got some late breaking news. Wasn't even going to really talk about this today, but UFC 249 is taking place tomorrow night in Jacksonville, Florida. Same place. I think they're actually staying in the same hotel as a lot of the AEW wrestlers are staying at, but uh, all the all the fighters have tested for the COVID-19 uh, virus and blah, 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 and right before we were about to go on the air, Jacare Souza, long-time UFC My fighter. My favorite. Your, Dominic's absolute favorite, knows his whole career. Exactly. He has tested positive for COVID-19, so as of this moment, don't exactly know what that means for the entire card. Obviously, his fight is off. They tested, I think, maybe a day or two ago. Test came back today, and now this whole thing might have been rushed, probably was rushed, and now we got a fighter testing positive. Kind of the worst thing you can think of for not only the UFC, but any sports league as of this moment, trying to start back up. You do this, and then now someone tests positive. What the fuck's going to happen? The question I have to ask, and, and this goes literally to me probably not paying attention to the news and whatever, but is it a possibility it could be a fake positive because, or a false positive? Because a lot of the symptoms could be related to like allergies or colds or flus or something like that. Is it a possibility that it could be a false reading and, you know, they're just taking Even it if it is a false positive, if you take the test, like, right now, you're not going to know until tomorrow, right before the show starts, or even after the show starts, so you can't really wait that long to try to do another test. So, I, I just hope that... I mean, I was planning on watching it. I don't know if they Well, have I'm the, not now, because he's not in it, so... Exactly, but I don't know if they have, like, tracking in place to where... I mean, I, I assume that everyone's just kind of just stayed in their quarters to where they're not really interacting with any other fighters on the card. So, hopefully this doesn't mean that the whole show will get canceled, but, I mean, this is kind of what... Well, Dana White did say he guaranteed the show will happen, so... I mean, if Dana White wants to be considered a a liar, it will go on. Mm Mm-hmm. 
great analysis, Dominic. I mean, I, that was the first thing I saw. The last thing I saw before I uh, kind of, you know, we went live was you know Dana White guarantees it's going to be on. I mean, I could read the whole article if you want. Per, per no, word, we don't want you to read the whole article. Because you know I'll probably mispronounce a lot of the words because they're really big words, and you know. You got scared last episode because you didn't know how to say Stepe Miocic. Who? Former, actually current heavyweight champion. Stepe Miocic. Stepe isn't the hard part. It's the Miocic part. Miocic. Some, some people say Miocic. Some people say Miocic. Stetch. Steph Curry. Yes, Steph Curry. Now, we're going to back off of the UFC. We're going to go a little bit more in our wheelhouse. we got a lot of NFL news to talk about. Last week, we talked about Andy Dalton getting released from the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, we speculate. We we're all gung-ho about him going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And pretty much as soon as we stop recording, news comes out that he is signed with the Dallas Cowboys. An interesting pick. Would help if I unmute my microphone. Not the entire thing, just that that last little segment. Just, just the Dominic your thoughts podcast. Yes, Dom, okay. Dominic your thoughts. Okay, okay. Um, the question I want to ask before I give my my you know A plus plus analysis is: Do you agree with them signing Dalton and not paying Dak? Do you agree with that? Well, I do think it's interesting that obviously Andy Dalton isn't making that much money. He's making like three million plus incentives that could lead up to $7 million. that's not going to really, you know, hinder whatever Dak wants to make. Now, will the Cowboys pay him? Probably, but I think it is kind of a shady move that they've been trying to talk to Dak for the last year, and they haven't paid him. They haven't, I mean, they've tried to be in talks, but obviously they're kind of on two different ends of the spectrum. I don't know if this is kind of a move to scare him off and be like, look, if you don't want to sign with us, we got Andy Dalton in the back, and he's a playoff caliber quarterback, so we don't really need you. I mean, because the way I look at it is, uh, the offense was stacked last year, in my opinion. I'm not, Okay, I'm not going to... Stacked is maybe the wrong word, but they had a really good offense. If he was... I'm not, I'm not going to say he was playing bad, but he wasn't playing at the level that they needed to play at to, to win a game. Um, so, in my opinion, I feel like them sending Dalton... Dalton? God, I'm slurring words. Andy Dalton might have had a few drinks before we started the podcast. Actually, I want to take some shots too. Um, but, but you have to drive me home. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's only down. The you street. know, w- with signing him, it kind of shows them that, like, look, take our team to a playoff game. We'll si- we'll give you the money you want, but you're not the best player in the league. You're not the best player in your conference. You're not the best quarter. I'm sorry, not the best quarterback in the league or in the conference. Your division. You're barely the best quarterback in Texas. So it's like hot takes. You 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 Do, can't you can't have, be demanding. Have all you this seen money. that meme going around? Is that why you said that? I played the fifth. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> hey, at least I, I know a meme, right? Good job, Dominic. The meme master, Dominic Hobson over here, bringing his meme analysis to the podcast. But it's all true though, too. Well, I mean, is he really? A, is Carson Wentz really a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? I mean, the rings say it all. I mean, that's Nick Foles' ring, let's be honest. I mean, Carson Wentz got them there, though. I take Dak Prescott over Carson Wentz. I said it. Alright, okay, you draft Dak, Probably I'll would take draft Carson Wentz, and we'll see who wins. Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott? Deshaun Watson. I'll take him, too. I think the Carson Wentz one is definitely the one that I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Just because Carson probably, Wentz, yes. They're probably right in the same caliber. 
But because Carson Wentz is hurt all the time, it's kind of like the Steph Curry thing. Yes, when he's healthy, he's really good, but when he, he's always injured, so he can maybe take a little bit of that money off and save it and, you know, create a dynasty. There you, there you go, right? Eagles dynasty coming 2020s. Just wait. 2020s? That's if we ever play sports again. Probably not. It's all going to be animated. So Robots. This time next year, free agency should be, you know, under pretty much all done, assuming that we're actually having a season. But what does the uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation look like next year? Is Dak Prescott signed to a long-term extension, or is Andy Dalton the quarterback, or somebody else the quarterback? I say it all depends on how they do. If I would say they have a winning season, and maybe they don't make it deep in the playoffs. But there is that extra playoff spot, so just got to think about that now. Exactly, it but is I'm easier just saying, to get in there. If, if they don't make I would say if they have to make the playoffs for them to sign him to a long-term deal. If they do not, then you can see him walking. Nice burpski there from Dominic off mic. Oh, man. I feel, I feel good, Brandon. Feeling good? I'm surprised you didn't light it up. Like AJ Hawk. I don't have any cigars. That's what. I, well, I, I asked you, and you're like, oh, maybe. I said maybe, but then you forgot you, you don't have any cigars. I don't have any cigars. I thought I had one left from American Rebel. Shout out American Rebel. Maybe you know, send me a couple free stogies, whatever. No big deal. But could have got one in a couple weeks if we were going to Las Vegas for double or nothing. But I probably would have bought a shit ton. Honestly, you, you just would have slapped down a, a grand and just fucking bought the whole stack. Probably. I love their cigars, man. And I, I thought I, you were gonna say something else, and then you just stopped. Well, no, yeah. Well, I, I, there's nothing else to say. I love their cigars. For somebody who only c- smokes every once in a while, I rather smoke one of their American Rebel cigars versus just some liquor store brand. So, if Movie- you guys are listening, you know, DM me. I would love a free sample. Moving on to some more. NFL-related news. Not exactly moves per se, but just kind of rumor and innuendo there out on the internet. Jacksonville Jaguars apparently are going to be sticking with Leonard Fournette after trying to shop him. Maybe not getting the deal they exactly wanted. Maybe no one really being interested in him. But word has been around that Jacksonville was trying to get rid of him. And now I guess they're going to stick with him. Is this going to affect Fournette in any which way? I don't think so. I, I, I mean... I feel like being that they were trying to ship him, it might give him some saltiness to his his ethic, his work ethic. But I mean, I mean, is he a free agent next year? Do you know off the top of your head? I'm not sure. trying to put you on the spot. Why so. not? We'll just lie. We'll just pretend. Sure. Sure. Let's assume. Assume. Because it makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> I make ass myself every day. Um, I said mean, that to the studio audience before we recorded. She didn't understand what the fuck that meant. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And hoots. Um, I mean, if he is a free agent next year, I could see him not signing with them, but I could see him going out of his way to have a stellar season to show other teams, like, I'm worth it. So, What do you think the mar- – obviously the market isn't that high for Leonard Fournette because people aren't exactly willing to just send off a bunch of draft picks and money his way. What do you think Fournette could land? Maybe not exactly a team, but if you were a team – would you look and maybe try to sign him because he is kind of a little bit of a younger quarter uh, running back compared to like a Le'Veon Bell or Melvin Ingram? I mean, he he's younger, but I'm I'm trying to go through 
some teams in my head. I mean, I mean, shit. I look at Frank Gore. I I would take Frank Gore over him. In my honest opinion. Bless you, Dominic. I'm sorry. I got the Rona. Well, you're gonna talk about Frank Gore. Well, no, I'm just saying and... that I I'd rather take him over Fournette just because I feel like Frank Gore's a little, in my opinion, reliable. Um, granted. Fournette, I think, probably has a little bit of a better upside, but, um, you know, it just depends on the team, in my opinion, too. I mean, is Jacksonville a good fit for him? I think his time's there is done. His time is up. Um, you know, I I think Denver can probably use a good running back. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of any other teams. I mean, every team that I can think of has at least one decent running back on their team. So I'd probably go with, like, maybe Denver or L.A. Uh, Chargers, that is. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Then, moving on to the defensive side, rumor and innuendo on the Internet says that possibly the Browns are looking into giving Miles Garrett an extension. He will be back for this season as the big dog is making tons of noise as the studio audience fingers the big dog. Okay, right whoa, 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 whoa. Not fingering, she's just doing booty pats. It's a difference. With her fingers. She's booty patting, she's smacking that ass. But then when I try to pat that ass of the mascot, I get patted on my head. That's, that's our son. He's a little child. That's like a 70-pounder dog. A 70-pounder dog. Anyhoots. Anyway, so Miles Garrett possibly getting an extension from the Cleveland Browns. Okay, just so you know, the ball you threw squeaks at the high heaven, and she likes to fucking squeak the shit out of it. Why are you saying you threw it? I didn't do anything. Uh, Studio Audience said you threw it. I didn't throw see, it. I kicked see? it. I kicked it that's playing, because he and was... now she's going to squeak the fuck out of it. First off, I didn't kick it right now. I kicked it like before we set up the... Podcast situation. So now it's always my fault. Great. <laughs> I mean, if we're lucky, I see like she stopped. So the wonders of doing an outside podcast. Yeah, I mean, hey, come on. If if, if we were live streaming right now, people would be like, "Damn, that's a something." I, I'm not. I was gonna say it's a dope backyard, but you know. Whatever. If you'd like to see a glimpse of the backyard, go to our Twitter account or Facebooks. Facebooks? The Book of Faces. You taking a picture? You doing a photo sesh back here, bro? Maybe. You can see a glimpse of the corner of the Hobson household as we do our intro video as Dominic tries to smack down the dog. Not I'm literally. I'm trying. Lost his handle. Throw a super chunk at him. Her. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not an animal abuser. Well. After. You know who is abuser is Miles Garrett because you know he he hurt uh, what what's his name Miles Rudolph or Mason Rudolph Mason Rudolph last year you know he shouldn't be resigned I'm just saying I do find it interesting that you resign you're tr- maybe not gonna do it right now but in talks with resigning extending someone who's not even gonna has even played you know the second half of the season and you you might wanna you know take a look at him make sure he doesn't do anything too stupid or maybe he's even no, that I'm good sure of a that's player. I mean, he's, in the clause, he's a damn like, good player, but I don't know if he's going to be worth exactly how much they're probably going to give him. I, well, I'm sure that's going to be in the clause. If you do something stupid, you're done. No guarantees. 
No more suspensions. There you go. Don't be suspicious. Then some more NFL news. We got the pass interference rule, the... Oh, Dominic, would you like to give us a review? God, the Bud Light Seltzer Lime fucking sucks. Jesus. There you go. Do not drink the Bud Light Lime Seltzer. Dominic, big fan of Bud Light Lime. But not a big fan... Bud Light Lime, yes. Bud Light Lime Seltzer, no. And you wonder why I didn't pick that. Yeah. Don't ever bring that in my house again. I'm sorry, Dominic. But anyways, we got the much-talked-about pass interference rule or review that was implemented last year after, obviously, the Saints and the Rams NFC playoff game. And now, they're just going to do away with it. It wasn't really, you know, helpful. They didn't really review or overdo whatever the hell I'm saying. I don't know. Overturn. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Overturn the uh, PI reviews, and now they're just going to go away with them. Not even make them an option to review. I mean, I think if I remember correct luck there's a couple Raider calls that they should have overturned, but they didn't do it. And then they go back after the day after the next day, and they go, oh, yeah, they probably should overturn that. It's like, that doesn't help at all. So I thanks. think I saw something that, like, only, out of all the things, like, 80% of them were upheld. So out of all these times that they're challenging, like, 70-plus times, more th- more often than not, they're never overturning them, whether it be offense or defensive. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, that was... uh them calling whoever the little video we play that goes back to the headquarters, right? And then they say yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me all those times we watched a game and they challenged it and we said, oh, that's pass interference, and they said no. They're saying that, oh, they're I, – hang on. I'm Dominic, on, you I, drunk? I lost my, my train of thought. Let me, let me rewind here. You're telling me, bro. You're telling me, brother, that. Let me tell you something, brother. God damn it! I don't know how to say it. I'm just gonna mumble and mumble and mumble, and it's gonna make no sense. In my own language. Yeah, speak. Say it in Dominic tongue. Basically, you're telling me that they challenge the people. The refs got it wrong. The people upstairs got it wrong. We got it right, and yet they're going to oh, do it way with it. We're always right. We're never wrong. Damn right. Like LeVar Ball. Never lost. Damn right. Okay. Mascot wants to come take a seat on my lap. I smell shit. Did one of the dogs shit over here? It was just my legs. It's just your ball sack. Oh, just my ball sack. Anyways, Anyways. I think that it is kind of crap that they're going away with it. I mean, it does kind of take away from the game a little bit because it's so long. For them to do it, you know, it's an extra, you know, two, three minutes for them to review it. And then in the end, they don't even overturn it to begin with. I think the NFL was kind of uh, strong armed into do this to begin with because of the Saints Ram game that happened two years ago. And I mean, it's hopefully the on field calls get much better. I highly doubt it. But anyways, we got the big news that happened yesterday, two days ago. The NFL schedule has been released, and we knew exactly who the team, all the teams are going to be playing. We just didn't know when, where, what time, who was going to be on what. And we're not going to go over, obviously, every single team, but we will go over the first season, the inaugural season, of the Las Vegas Raiders as the big dog attacks the mascot. And now Dominic is going to try to get the big dog averted with the squeaky toy, or just take the squeaky toy. Because that's what the whole fight stemmed from. So, 
It might be mid-May, but we got a return of everyone's favorite segment. Dominic's Picks. Yes, you love to see it. Lovely. So we're going to go over all 16 weeks of the Raiders schedule. Dominic will give us his picks, first inclinings. Obviously, we're not going to hold him to this, but I will keep track and I will say what the V record is. Hopefully, I can count correctly. But week one, the Raiders are going to travel to Carolina with the new head coaching staff, new quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, Carolina Panthers. Dominic, do the Las Vegas Raiders get their first win? Fuck yeah. Okay. Then they return home for the first game in Las Vegas as they take on my... We got a plane overhead and we got the dog barking. Everything you love to see. I'll throw, I'll throw a chocolate. Hang on. Shut up, you damn dogs. Didn't work. Should we take a quick commercial break? Probably. It's going to be a minute. And we're back. So now that the dogs have got their laps in, you know, got to stay healthy during these quarantine times. Got to get your cardio in. Mascot may taking a bump or two. It's been no big deal. Big rock structure behind us. Almost kind of like the Angel Stadium. Could have been to the Angel Stadium this year. Maybe go to an A's game, but it's whatever. It's fine. We could have been at it. We should be at an A's game right now, but I'm not going to cry about it. Okay. I'll just cry about it off the air. But anyways, back to Dominic's picks. We got week two, the battle of my two favorite teams. I kind of wanted to go to this, but unfortunately, it's probably not going to, we're not going to be allowed to go. It is in Las Vegas. Should have been in Vegas in two weeks. I'm not going to cry about it. Goddamn, just get on. I'm going to have an emotional breakdown. It'll be the first time, and and I'm not going to talk about it. On Monday Night Football, the Las Vegas Raiders debut the new Death Star Stadium, whatever the hell they're calling it, against the New Orleans Saints. Dominic, do the Raiders get it done and beat the Saints in Vegas on Monday Night Football? No. But it's going to be a close game. Watch. Then we go to week three. They got to travel across the country short week to take on the New England Patriots. Still don't exactly know what their quarterback situation is over there. Probably not going to get Cam Newton. Probably not going to sign any other quarterback. Dominic? Raiders? I think the Raiders get revenge from the winter tundra, and the Raiders take the dub. Then week four, returning back to Las Vegas, they face the Buffalo Bills. Because no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, Dominic. But the Raiders are going to ransack them, going with a dub. Then the Raiders go back on the road. Nice home, away, home, away, home, away. They will go to Kansas City. I think I read somewhere this is the first time the Raiders are going to play in Kansas City. Not in December for the first time in like seven years. They're going to play the defending Super Bowl champions, week five, Dominic. Do they shock the world? No, they do not. Aw, you, you had them on a hot streak there. Sorry, but not sorry. Then they get a week six bye week. Then they go... I think they're going to win that one, though. Hot take there. Yeah. They go... Good, I mean, kind of an earlier bye week. Don't know if that's going to hurt them exactly. We still don't even know what the ske- or what the structure of the season will look like by this time when the season's supposed to start. But... Uh, Maybe they're not going to be a bye week anyways because they have to rush it all together. Maybe they only got to play their uh, division. I mean, maybe they don't even play at all. Maybe. Then they 
go or they don't go to Tampa Bay. They stay in Las Vegas. So good. Stay home during the bye week. So kind of a two week off break. Playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably by this time, the I almost said the Brady's. The Buccaneers will get their legs underneath them, kind of getting rolling. Might struggle early on, but do they get the dub here? I'm gonna say two things are gonna happen. One, the Buccaneers will win. And Either the Buccaneers will win or the Raiders will win. The Buccaneers will win, but I bet you money Gronk will lose the 24-7 title in Las Vegas. All right, hot take there from Dominic. Then they go back on the road to take on the Cleveland Browns. Who knows what the Cleveland Browns will look like by week eight. Probably they'll have a little smidge of optimism. They'll probably be 500, flirting with the playoff spot. And then the Raiders come in, and they dominate. Then they go back on the road, but it is a division matchup. Take it on the Los Angeles Chargers. Dominic, your thoughts? Rookie quarterback possibly starting. Tyrod Taylor possibly starting. Maybe this could be like the debut for Justin Herbert at home. Don't know, Brandon. Um, My gut... My gut's telling me go with the Raiders. But my brain's telling me go with the Chargers, man. Um, I'll take the Raiders. Then the Raiders are at home to take on the Denver Broncos. A lot of people picking the Broncos as kind of a sleeper pick to maybe do some things, especially with that extra wild card. What do you think the Raiders will do against the Broncos They're going to beat the Broncos. Okay. Overall, what do you think the Broncos' outlook is going to be? Do you think they're going to... 500. Okay, they're going to be 500. Then they stay at home to take on those uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Don't think they're going to win on the road. Can they get it done? I don't think they're going to win at home either. You think the Chiefs will sweep them this year? Not a real hot take. Then they go to the Georgia Dome. Well, not the Georgia Dome anymore. The Mercedes-Benz Dome or whatever the hell it's called. Taking on those Atlanta Falcons. Who knows what the Falcons will look like. Maybe they'll have a bounce back year. Maybe not. Maybe not. Which means the Raiders getting that dub. I feel like once if the again. Raiders have everything firing right, they are going to be a dominant force. Obviously, everyone stays healthy. Healthy. It's always the caveat. Then they go back on the road, so maybe they'll stay out there on the East Coast, going to East Rutherford to take on the New York Jets. Week thirteen trap game. Lost to the Jets again last year. Kind of. They've lost to the Jets last year, correct? So they did. They're, two years back-to-back, they're playing the Jets. Kind of weird. Because you said it's a trap game. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to win. And then they got like they lost like 34 to like 7 or something like that. Do I think it's going to happen again? I do think it's going to happen again. I think the Raiders relax against the Jets, and they should not relax against the Jets. All right, then we go back to Las Vegas to take on those Indianapolis Colts. Phillip Rivers should be at the helm as long as nothing happens to him. What do you think is going to happen I feel in like this game? The Raiders make Philip River his their bitch, so fuck Rivers. We're going with the Raiders. They have a nice three-game home stretch. They stay in Vegas to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I'm going to go with. I think the Charger. I think they'll split. I think the Chargers will take this one. Then finally, the last home game of the season, they take on who knows who the quarterback will be. Maybe Tua, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Miami Dolphins. Raiders. All right. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I thought I stopped recording, but I wasn't. I just kind of skipped all the way back to the beginning, so I got a little scared, but 
We're still on, folks. God damn it, you're good at your job, Brandon. This is what happens when I try to write and fucking do shit at the same time. That's what she said. Anyways, last game of the season. On the road. What is this? January 3rd is when it's supposed to take place in Denver. Doesn't seem like a whole lot of fun to be there. Nope. But do they Cold. get it done? Snowy. Possibly a game to Dominic. You have them currently having five losses, so I, I can't do math. But they have a winning record, possibly in the hunt for a playoff spot at this point. And they're going to beat the Denver Broncos. They're going to take a playoff spot. They're going to the chip, baby. So Dominic picking the Raiders to go all the way to the chip. First year in Las Vegas. Now, Dominic, if I can do some quick math here. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Dominic has the Raiders going ten and Six this year? Eleven. Hold on. I can do math. Everybody, Eleven. why you stay in school. Eleven and five. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Did I skip one? I don't even know. God damn it. All we know is we're just going to Super Bowl winning it. Whatever. Sure. Why not? I do have high, high holes for a living. No. Okay. No. Please. Never do that again. Okay. Sorry. So, then, I mean, is there any other thoughts you have about the NFL schedule? Nothing really. I mean, we kind of knew what all these teams were going to be playing to begin with. A lot of the marquee teams, you thought, were going to have a lot of the uh, primetime games. Kind of the only shocker, I would say, that has five primetime games are the L.A. Rams. Big market. Probably trying to push that new stadium. But, overall, uh, yeah. No. Brady and the Buccaneers will be there along on those uh, primetime games as well, so hopefully that's not a shit show. It's all good. I think it will be... In the hood? It, as long as it actually happens and it's not all talk, we'll be good. All right, then finally we're going to cap off with some baseball news. KBO happened this week. The first... Well, I don't know if it's the first baseball to come back. I think Taiwan is also doing some baseball as well. They came back. Fantastic. Stayed up. Watched a game. Haven't watched one since because I kind of don't want to watch baseball at 2.30 in the morning because I'm trying to sleep. But anyways, Bryce Harper, he did an interview with Dominic's favorite former athletic, Dallas Braden, on the Starting Nine podcast, and Jared Carabas. He adds some boos in there. Well, I mean, you got to show Dallas respect. Tomorrow is the 10-year anniversary of his perfect game. Yeah, I mean, you you got to give the devil a do, right? I mean... Whatever. A broke not my clock favorite. is right twice a day, right? Still not my favorite. Why don't you like Dallas Brain, Dominic? Are your grievances right now? Just, I feel like he, you know, he's a wannabe hipster. He's a wannabe hipster. Yeah. All right, but him and Jared did a fantastic interview over there at Barstool Starting Nine Podcast. I definitely would recommend you to go check that out. Uh, they had an interview with Bryce Harper about two hours, and he covered a whole lot during the podcast, kind of going over the highlights. He Kind of the main topic that they really talked about was that offseason, his free agency, actually talked about possibly them doing like an Aroldis Chapman type deal where they trade him off at the back end, back end of the season, and then he re-signs with them. And he actually name-dropped the Oakland A's as a team that was possibly in the running. I think he name-dropped... The Astros, the A's, and a third team. But possibly the A's could have had Bryce Harper for a cup of coffee. I would have loved it. But now I'm, I 
I'm kind of happy they didn't because you would have probably have to give up a shit ton of prospects. And even with Bryce Harper, it would be just like the John Lester deal where you do all that just to lose again in the wild card game. Damn. How hurt would you have been? I would still hurt to be at that wild card. We're in the crowd, wild card game, and you're like, oh, we got this. Well, that wild card game, they went to New York. So that, is, I mean, maybe Bryce Harper would have gave him an extra few wins to get over the Yankees, but still wasn't no. Uh, they definitely, I don't think they were going to get to the division. So I think no matter what, they're going to play that wild card game. And they were going to lose again because that's, that's what the A's do. As the mascot chases a dragonfly because he is a you, killer. You love the A's. I do love these, but I'm not the one wearing A's shirt. You're wearing, yeah, you're wearing a shirt. Padres hat. Because that's just the hat I found. And I just grabbed it. Right, you Padres fan. You're a Manny Machado fan. Manny Machado that suck a dick. All right, amen, brother. And he also talked about the uh, free agency process of him signing. He really wanted to sign with the Washington Nationals, but as things tend to do. The team wants to do one thing. The player wants to do the other thing. He really wanted to be with the Nationals. He didn't care about having, you know, a shit ton of money up front. He just didn't want to have it deferred later on in his career. He didn't want to be a Bobby Bonilla getting a million dollars every year for the next 50 years. The Nationals didn't want to give him that money. But, okay, hang on. How how badass is that, though? You could retire and you're still getting a million dollars a year? like, Or you can get, you know, $20 a year when you're... Forty. Twenty dollars a year. Twenty million dollars a year. Oh, there you that's go. gonna that's gonna be us making twenty dollars a year. <laughs> a year. <laughs> I mean, after this whole coronavirus thing shakes down, the entire economy is gonna collapse, and and we're gonna uh, we're gonna make pay, baby. Yep, we're gonna finally. I'm gonna finally record a uh, a commercial on this podcast. We're gonna make so much money. Yep, and we're gonna make our own beer, and we're gonna sell it to be Curbells and Chair Shots Pale Ale. Not IPA. Coming soon. Store near you. Burpsky. And then, he, I mean, he also talked about some other shit, kind of, I mean, it's pretty much a lot of shit that we talked about, all, all the stuff that kind of leaked players or teams that were interested, the Dodgers. He liked the Dodgers, but he really wanted just to stay with the team for the rest of his career. He talked about maybe the Giants being a possibility, but he really wanted, he didn't think the Giants were ready to win right now, which obviously is the case. A lot of the teams, or a lot of the players on that team were kind of the leftovers of those World Series champions, so they're a lot older. And it was just kind of interesting that he kind of talked about a lot of shit that we kind of speculated, and all that kind of was true. I mean, are you surprised, though? I mean, I feel like Bryce Harper is one of the players that isn't afraid to to voice his opinions or his frustrations or his thoughts or views or, you know, whatever. I feel like he's, you know, he's Bryce fucking Harper. He can say and do whatever he wants. He's still going to get signed to whatever team he wants him, you know? As a former Giants fan, I know we probably talked about this two years ago or a year and a half ago when all this shit went down. Your thoughts about him not possibly joining the Giants? Money seemingly was right, just he wasn't in the right position because of the players and the team. My honest opinion is I felt like that was a pussy response. Sorry for using the P word, but I feel like, you know... Buster Posey, yeah. I don't think he's past his prime. I do think he's... You don't think Buster Posey's past his prime? I, I feel like he's not... I would say he's... I don't think Buster Posey's winning another MVP. Says who? Says me. You want to bet and, on it right now? And who are you? I I run a podcast. You know, it's Cruibles and Chair Shots. We talk about sports and wrestling. Oh, you do? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I feel like... Like I said, I don't think he's past his prime. Do I think he's hit his prime? Yes, but do I think he's past it? No. Um, 
yeah. I mean, they, come on. We we saw him last year. He's he was he was pretty washed up. No. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. After Dominic, his, you, Dominic, after you might be his wearing con- an A's shirt right now, but I think you still got the Giants' dick in your mouth. I. F- <laughs> I feel like um. I feel like when his contract is up, he'll either a resign with the Giants or two he'll get signed to play somewhere else or be a DH or something. I feel like he will. I feel like people want him. He also speaking of the Giants, he also talked about the big old Hunter Strickland fight that happened uh, last year, and he kind of ex- he kind of expected it to happen. He even kind of told Posey, and I watched a, a John Boy breakdown of it a couple days ago. Shout out John Boy, and you can even see. When the whole shit goes down, Posey's just standing there. He's like, fuck this, I'm not getting involved in this. And then Madison Bumgarner was also like, fuck this, I'm not getting involved in this. And So Harper kind of knew that this shit was going down, and he kind of... That was because Harper hit the home run in the playoffs, right? Like five years ago. Yeah. And Strickland was still Butter. bitter about that. Yeah, he's a little bitch. What, he's not on the Giants anymore? Yeah. He, he did apologize to your boy Joe Panic for throwing a helmet at him. So, good man Bryce Harper is. Joe Panic. Great... Great ball player. Great Joe, man. Joe Panic. This is the Joe Panic fan podcast right here. Love Joe Panic. And then finally, not exactly. Joe Panic, if you're listening, send me a ball, man. Even though you have one. So then the last thing we're going to talk about, not exactly Bryce Harper related, but he kind of called to action to have the 2021 Olympics, baseball Olympic or baseball team in the Olympics to allow. Major League players to be there, really to be able to grow the sport. He was a little dismissive of the World Baseball Classic, which I kind of disagree with because I think the Baseball Classic, especially 2017, was so much fun to watch. You know, the Dominicans. The one with all the fights. I don't think I'm not think I'm more thinking about like the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, Venezuelans, just kind of having a shit ton of fun and just smiling and you know bat oh. flipping, having a sh- you know, okay, sure, having a good old time. I thought there was a big old fight. Well, if you're gonna bring it up, Dominic, could you at least you know. I don't know who I was. Oh no! Sorry, Brandon. God, ask one question, I get fucking grilled for it. I haven't Damn. done the bit yet, Dominic. Don't make me do the bit. Fine. I'll save. I'll save it for later because I'm pretty sure it'll happen. Yeah, guaranteed. But anyways, Dominic, your thoughts on Bryce Harper saying that he's kind of rallying the troops that maybe, if especially if this season doesn't happen, should MLB allow Major League players to play in the Olympics? Kind of the NHL, I think disallowed it, they're not allowing NHL players to play in the Olympics anymore. I mean, I feel like what what are the top sports? NBA, MLB, NFL. Correct? Correct. NBA lets it happen. NFL doesn't have a Olympic team. And so I feel they should like have, they should, it's, I don't think rugby is an Olympic sport, but they should and just have a shit ton of football players just joined. Gotta be all bad. Even though they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. So probably, we, USA would probably lose, even though we normally lose anyways. Yeah, whatever. But I'm just saying, I feel like, you know, I would say maybe cap him, be like only, you know, a third of the players who want to play can play. You know what I mean? Like maybe set a set a limit on how many players can play, but I feel like it should be allowed. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, Is it is it due to the corona? No, it's just they don't do it. They, oh, have, okay. they never did it. They only have like college players or minor leaguers be on Team USA. Ah. But let, let a couple of the big names play. I love the the World Baseball Classic. I mean, but I kind of understand what he was saying. It's like the World Baseball Classic, yeah, it's fun, and it's good baseball, but it's like it's the Olympics. The Olympics are on a whole different level, and there's just something different about 
bringing home a gold medal. You know, yeah, and winning not, the gold medal in the Olympics than winning the championship in the WBC. Yeah, I mean, I, and I agree to that. I mean, to be like, I'm a gold medalist versus, oh, I won the WBC. People, people, everybody knows what the fucking Olympics are. Does everybody know what the WBC is? No. Not going to equate this to the Dream Team, but, I mean, if the Americans or even, like, the Venezuelans or Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, something like that, they kind of take the world by storm, you never know. Maybe that can translate to a hot period for baseball, which they desperately need at this point. I mean, at this point, yeah, but, I mean, I feel like baseball is baseball. I I do think think baseball gets a bad rap because I think behind soccer, baseball is probably the second, well, definitely in the, you know, South America and Caribbean, like, the second biggest sport besides soccer. Football. Sorry, football. There you go. But anyways, that'll do it for the sports. But for the second week in a row, thanks to our lovely and esteemed graphic designer, Mr. X is apparently what we're calling him now. I call him Mr. X. Because I guess he likes that name. Whoa, 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 whoa. I gave him that name. Oh, sorry. You respect it. Put some respect on it. Damn right. Dominic, we're going to throw it to you. Apparently, we got sports and wrestling to talk about. It's a two-in-one, bro. That's why we're sandwiching it I know, between the right? segments. It's perfect. If you'd like to send us an email, go to Curveball and cs at gmail.com. Send it, or you can go to the Facebook or the Twitter, Curveballs and Share Shots. Also on the YouTube, Curveballs and Share Shots. You can comment. Probably not going to see it, but maybe. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a, a live Definitely stream. Definitely don't watch the live streams of me being drunk playing Fortnite. Definitely not worth it. Dominic, what did Mr. What did Mr. X send to us? Mr. X states, and I quote, I took that from Michael Cole, you ready? How do you feel about parentheses, or I'm sorry, uh, God damn it, I fucked it up. What are quotation marks, right? Yes, quote. Quote, finishers, end quote. In today's pro wrestling, with everyone kicking out of finishing moves 12 times in a match, can we even call them that? A finisher used to, a finisher used to mean the move that finishes the opponent. Which I do agree. I feel like it should be one and done. Select situations, in my opinion. Um, I feel to keep the integrity of the finisher, they should play around it. The way Okada did everything he could to stay away from Omega's one-wing angel in in one of their matches. Does he have a leg to stand on, Brandon? Or is this the rant of an old wrestling fan? Well... I hate to plug the other podcast. Whoa, whoa, I do. whoa, whoa, I, whoa, well, whoa! I know, I know, Dominic. But plug it, fine. Go ahead. We, I'm closing my ears. We did a watch along today, and we actually talked a little bit about this. And I said that I really enjoyed that the One Wing Angel is kind of the one finisher that hasn't been kicked out of. Yes, Okada put his leg on the rope one time, but it's never been kicked out of. And I think that just adds so much gravitas to the move that once it's hit, you know it's over. And then eventually. Down the line, whenever you know a title match occurs or a super duper blood feud, when he kicks out, that's a possible you know a candidate for moment of the year, and we don't get those anymore during a kickout. Like I know, kickouts even back in 2012 were kind of played out, but I still remember super kick into the tomb or into the pedigree. Undertaker kicks out. That was fantastic. Now, obviously today it's more you know high spots and flippy doos and you know hurricane rana enchiladas with extra seat cheese and hot sauce, but yeah, I mean, I understand. I think definitely, especially in WWE, I think for WWE is kind of worse in this aspect because especially like in the main event scene with the Goldbergs and Brock Lesnar's and Drew McIntyre's and everything, it's like just spam the finisher and it's supposed to like get a huge pop that they're kicking out of it. But then at this point, it's just really, I'm just kind of numb to it right now. Well, I mean, if 
if I'm not mistaken here, uh, at WrestleMania, he hit the Claymore kick how many times? I think maybe three times at the most. How many times did Goldberg hit the uh, spear on Braun? Like, like three four, or four? Five? I think I think four spears, four power slams. Okay. And yet, you know, the spears Braun kicked out. The power slams Goldberg didn't. Uh, I think in AEW, finishers are a bit more protected. I think they'll kick out of it maybe once. But they do like a lot of like super duper high flying high spots that get kicked out of. Now in WWE, they don't really do that. Not really allowed to do that. But when it comes to finishers, they get kicked out of a whole bunch. And I, you know, and I do feel like, you know, if I do say so myself, some you know, and I, and I apply it to a video game for for example, you know, when I when I used to play like SmackDown versus Raw or you know SmackDown Here Comes the Pain, and I would you know give myself all the specials, all the You're finishers. A Huh? You're a cheeser. What does that mean? You're, you're a cheeser. You're, you're a cheater. Cheater, yes. Whenever I'd you know, play... That's what they call it in this show. I'd give myself, you know, automatically five finishing moves, and the computer got none. And then, you know, I'd go, and I'll hit the first finishing move, and immediately, nothing would happen. I feel like that kind of, to me, equivalates to, you know, okay, they can kick out. But when it's a 10, 15-minute match, and, you know, somebody hits their finishing move, and they still kick out... it. it to me, it kind of like at the at that first kick out, I go, "Damn, fuck, okay, cool." And then the second time, and they kick out, it's like, really, like, gets to a point of, when is this match gonna end? Come on, let's let's get this thing over with. It doesn't really get me excited about it anymore. One thing that I'm hoping for with this Drew McIntyre championship run is that they're going to kind of step away from the spam finishers type of match. Yes, Braun Strowman is the champ over on SmackDown, so probably that's going to be more the recipe over there. But I'm hoping with Drew, after this long reign with Brock, I mean these last, whatever, four or five years of Brock, that we're going to get back to having, you know, real solid main event matches that aren't, you know, spams finishers every year. Yeah, you can hope that, but that ain't going to happen. Dominic, I've been told that there was another question. There is a second part. It's kind of not, you know, it's not like a really hard question. But uh, he asked, I think this is more geared towards you because I haven't really watched it, but he said, uh, how long can we start buying Korean baseball jerseys? Do they have any teams that look like the Cincinnati Reds? I don't exactly remember what all the team logos look like and what their uniforms are. I know there is a Korean baseball KBO. There's a KBO website. I don't exactly know if they ship to the United States, but I'm kind of debating on which is what. What's my team? I watched the the first team, the NC Dinos take on the Samsung, whatever. And I really like what they were doing, but uh, I'm debating either between the Kia Tigers because they have Matt Williams, former Giant and former Athletics coach, as their manager. So I really like that. But then they also have Dan Straley on the whatever Giants. So I gotta, you know, cheer on my boy Dan Straley, but it's also very hard for me to cheer for a Giants team. So I might be going with the Kia Tigers. Those, that might be my team. I I haven't watched anything, so... So this is all Korean to you. Oh, I like <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Mr. X. You guys should check out his uh, Instagram, Twitter, at InBrightestDayX. Did the logo for us. Did the logo for the Bullet Cast, and he has a bunch of other cool ass designs. Check them out. Now, Brandon, before we go into wrestling, I got a question for you. Are you ready? 
did you send it into curveballncs at gmail.com? I should have. You should have. I would. I'm a, well, you, yeah, you I would have used your it. burner account. I should. They were hacked, like Giannis. Yeah, probably. Um, the question is for you, Brandon, regarding wrestling. How ups- well? I uh, see. It goes into NXT. I don't know if I want to ask it because you you might get mad at me. Just fucking say it. Are you upset that Johnny Gargano changed his name? I mean, it's it's a repackaging. That's what they did with Candice. That's what they're doing with Johnny. I mean, his theme song is very babyfacey. I also think that Sami Zayn's theme is very babyfacey. They haven't changed that yet. But also, he's not really coming out to that theme. He comes out to Cesaro and Nakamura's theme. So, I understand why they did it. And probably later on down the line, if and when he ever turns back babyface, I think. That is... What's going to happen? So, we're going to go quickly into the news. Not a whole lot to really talk about. Got some injuries. Jimmy Uso is out for, I think, six to nine months with a knee injury. He injured it during the WrestleMania singles tag team match. If I remember correctly, I think he hit something, and then he came up holding his knee. So, it's real. Investigative journalism over there by Don the Cops. Deep background. We got Kevin Owens suffering an ankle injury. He'll be out for, I think, a few months, maybe two months. Uh, There was also some speculation that maybe he's one of the wrestlers who are sitting out because of the coronavirus uh you know just trying to be safe but uh Dominic your thoughts on these two guys injured the Usos finally come back after all the bullshit that happened with them off the air and then Owens comes back and I mean I think the bigger issue is Owens being out but um I mean it's a big loss I don't know if the other Uso will stay off of TV or if he will be doing Maybe he may. Maybe he'll start jobbing out to some people. Maybe on SmackDown, every tag team match is a singles match now. Maybe never know, or maybe he has an interim tag partner, Jeffrey Nero Hardy, and you know, which Jeff Hardy did come back on today SmackDown. Have not seen what happened. Me yet, either. But... Don't know. Maybe I should uh, go on my phone and uh, see eh, what happens. No, I'm okay. Okay, well, I, I kind of look to see if any big big Lars news happens. Then but... comes back. I don't know. I hope not. Just said it. Maybe someone would, like freak out and look up. I don't know. So, obviously, those are big losses. I think Kevin Owens is the more, the bigger loss. KO was kind of ambiguous in what he was doing next. And now he ain't going to be there for a little bit. Then, going on to us, Anuso, a big goose, the big dog. Roman Reigns possibly being erased from WWE history. They did, like, the top ten moments of Money in the Bank. They showed the cash-in Seth Rollins did at WrestleMania. And Roman was nowhere really to be seen. Roman ate the pin, but you wouldn't really know that by watching this video. Some people, Roman says that he's taken off time because of his twins that he that his wife just had. Rumor says that Vince's uh, thoughts towards Roman kind of differs from day to day. What What's your thought? Any conspiracy theories you got on Roman Reigns? I mean, my conspiracy theory is pretty much that he wants to be at home. I mean, do you blame him? I mean... He's immune compromised. Do you blame him? No, of course not. So I think uh, this is their way of just, you know, easing the tension in the room. My conspiracy theory is that it's a conspiracy theory against a conspiracy theory that WWE is taking Roman off the air and blackballing him so he seems cool and he seems anti-authority and he's going to go up against the corporation of WWE to get you know, be the main eventer and be the top guy, even though he's being pushed by the t- by the company and the corporation, and it's going to get him over, but then it's not going to get him over, and it's one big circle jerk, and you, you under- pick up what I'm throwing down here? Mr. X, if you have a question next week, direct it towards me. Fuck him. 
Wow, why so hostile? No, actually, take that back. Don't, because he's, you're going to ask me a baseball question, and I'm not going to know Korean anything. A Korean baseball question. Yeah. So, never mind. Let's not uh, ask me any questions. Direct them all towards Mr. Brandon Tanguma, who you can, uh, you know, he answers everything. He's the best. I'm just here for the giggles. Dominic, you've said some really stupid things on this podcast, but that might be the smartest thing you've ever said. Wow, that's a new one. I like that one. New bit. We should You should use that one more often. But you gotta just keep putting me over. Oh, I could put you over. Yeah. My knee. And spank you. Dominic, you said some very sexual things. Finally, <laughs> we're gonna talk about another interview on a podcast. We got The Revolt, or The Revival. We got uh, uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood. Dax Hardwood, pretty good porn name, I would, I'd think. I honestly thought we were talking about porn for a second. Settle down, Dominic. They were on Talk is Jericho. Pretty short uh, interview, like an hour and a half. Not super in-depth bearing the company as much as the John Moxley or the CM Punk interview was. But they did give, give us some insight. Those leaks of the kind of clown cat-in-the-hat pictures that surfaced, those were legit. That was kind of, I guess, Vince's last gasp saying, look, we're going to give you this push. We're going to make you dress up, and it's going to get super over. And they kind of laughed and said, fuck you. We're, we ain't doing that shit. Well, they said if they, they would do it, but we ain't signing because... There's really no way to recover from that. And just, you know, kind of similar to the Bryce Harper thing, a lot of things that people speculated on, they asked for their release about a year ago, didn't get it. And what, you know, they think that the tag team division is respected, not pushed at the level they think it should be, and they don't think it's really, I mean, kind of buried beyond repair at this point. Where do you think a tag team of their caliber goes, though? You see Obviously, him going to Japan, you see him going to AEW, you see him going to ROH, you see him staying on the indie circuit. Brandon, where, did the, where does this great tag team go? Well, if you listen to Dominic, he thinks everybody should be going to ROH. But I think uh, he, I mean, they name drop a bunch of teams, TNA, ROH, AEW, New Japan. I, I would really like, the, I mean, if they want to kind of bounce around in the early part, if and when everything gets back to a new normal, that uh, they can, you know, go on the indie scene, go TNA, ROH, do all that stuff. But I think what I really want to see them do on a consistent basis is hopefully beyond type of a Jericho Moxley deal where they can go to both AEW and New Japan. I mean, if you see them in AEW, do you see them being the top champion and, you know, being able to go both New Japan and AEW and, you know, being able to stay up with all the I think if they go rising to, stars? I think if they go to AEW... The first thing they do is the match of the Young Bucks. If they're the champions, cool. If they're not the champions, they don't need it. But I, I really think that's the first thing they're going to do. They're already kind of teasing the uh, FTR on the B and the Elite. So I, I think that's where they're going. Obviously, I don't think they're going to come back anytime soon. They still have the no complete, no compete. But I, I do think that we're getting that Young Bucks uh, revolt match we've all been waiting for. Wouldn't it be better, though, if their titles were on the line, though? Obviously, but we haven't seen Hangman in a long, long time. We don't exactly know what's going to go on with him. But I, I was thinking that, oh, the Young Bucks would be tag champs, Omega would be the AW champ, and none of that hap- has happened yet. That is very true, Brandon. You have failed. So we're going to quickly go through some of these recaps. We're kind of going along on time here. we got the AEW Dynamite recap. We're going to switch it up. A little bit, but first we're gonna talk about some ratings. Don't really talk about ratings too much on this. Raw's ratings have been going down the shitter, while AEW and NXT have been 
staying pretty consistent at this point, but AEW have beaten Raw in a key ratings demographic. They beat Raw in the 18 to 35 demographic. Is this a big deal, Dominic? It is a huge deal, but it's also two separate days. So, but if there was no NXT, you would think that it would be an even bigger gap because Raw doesn't have any competition. AEW does. That is very true, Brandon. I feel like now this is a huge freaking deal. Holy crap. What, what what are they going to do, huh? Tell me, tell me. I think, I mean, AEW has been, I think, a consistent, good show. And the 18 to 35 are demographic, I would say. You know, we enjoy AEW more than Raw. I think Raw has been a good show. SmackDown, by far and away, has been utter shit. I know we record on Friday, so we don't really need to talk about it because it's not very timely, but I'll be honest, I didn't even see SmackDown last week. And I don't really care. Shot me either. You never see SmackDown. That's true. Or Raw or AEW or NXT. We're not going to know about that. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Kayfabe. Well, you, you blew Kayfabe in the first five seconds of this podcast. Talk about mm, social distancing. Blew you in a second. After you bend me over your knee. <laughs> hey, calm down there, Tiger. So, we get Cody taking on Joey Janela. Cody beats Janela. And like 13 minutes, pretty long, but they also did kind of talk about why Cody would take on this match. thought it was good, maybe a little too long, but I think they uh, kind of covered the bases pretty good here. So, I mean, the one thing I don't understand, and I actually, I don't understand it, but I enjoy it, is the fact that something like a Cody Omega Joey Janela match goes 13 minutes, and yet a match like that in WWE would be four or five minutes, you know? I, I do enjoy these longer matches that, you know, maybe they don't really need to have this match, but, you know, if it's well put together, I enjoy it. Then Nyla Rose is back after being off TV for a long time. Uh, they do a kind of reintroduction of not only her, but the entire women's division. Rose beats Kenzie Page in a squash match, and there's going to be a fatal four-way next week, pretty much to determine the number one contender. Hikaru Shida is kind of the front runner at this point, and whoever wins that is probably going to face Nyla at double nothing next week, or in two weeks. You're going to really hate me, but who's women's champion right now? Nyla Rose. I thought the other lady won. The other lady? Yeah. Who's the other lady? The I thought the Kushida, whatever her name was. Hikaru Shida? Yeah. If you listen to me, I was saying that she is kind of the pseudo number one contender at this point. But I thought she beat Nyla. Early on, maybe. No, that was... I don't know. Or is that the Rio girl? That would be Rio. Oh, okay. They all look the same. <laughs> Dominic, you said some pretty racist things on this podcast, but that one's got to take the cake. Would you like to give us your Asuka impersonation just to top it off? <laughs> I kind of want to, but, you know... We don't want to this get is it. my fifth beer. You don't want to. Well, I was supposed to have another one, but you just confiscated it. Did you even finish that lime one? Or Yeah, they're both both See, empty. So you complained about how shitty it was, but you still devoured it and then took my PBR. Yeah. Yeah, alcoholic. You're only, you're only a alcoholic unless you go to the meetings. Well, you know. I like Shout to out drink. Travis I like, and to Hell. I like to drink with you because, you know, you make me feel good. Aww. Shout out to Halle Berry and that Monster Balls porn scene. What? I quit. Dominic, he... That's a freak. Halle Berry and a what? Porn scene? You gotta explain yourself, because I have noted what you just said. There's a movie that she did with uh, 
God, what's his name? Not Burt Reynolds. The other guy. Um, oh, Bad News Bears. That guy. What's his name? Um, oh, my God. It's not Burt Reynolds. It's Billy? Billy. Bob. Billy Bob Thur- Thornton. Thurman? <laughs> and uh, there's a scene where... I don't know if she's drunk or drugged, but either way, he fucks a shit her. And she's just, oh, I made you feel good. <laughs> MJF had a promo uh, up against a green screen. I thought it looked kind of cheesy, but I hope, hopefully that was the point of the whole thing. Cuts a promo saying that he's going to be back next week. Uh, he also has a promo ringside with Tony Schiavone. And Sean Spears also cuts a promo talking about Cody, kind of saying about how... Uh, insincere Cody is with all this shit. So just kind of overall, the MJF, Sean Spears promos, I think all of it was fantastic. Well, I mean, not just it was fantastic, but I, I like the, the point. I like how it was a green screen and then he was ringside. I kind of like the fact that they did both. I also liked how MJF healed on Sean Spears. So normally, you know, all the heels get together, but even MJF is kind of the ultimate heel that even hates the other heels. I mean, did, would that make him more of a face? If a heel hates a heel, is it a double negative? Does it make him a face? I don't know. But John Moxley returns, and he defeats Frankie Kazarian. Uh, I mean, fine match. Then we get the Creepers, or whoever from the Dark Order comes out, beats down John Moxley, and now Brody Lee seemingly is the number one contender. Will challenge John Moxley for the AW Championship at double or nothing now. So Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper, great. If you want to look at it that way, I was going to kind of say, looking at all the contenders for AEW's title, they've been pretty much WWE-centric besides Scorpio Sky and Hangman Page. Do you think that's kind of an issue of having Brody Lee come in so soon and being pushed to the top in the championship scene? I mean, when they first did the AEW world title, who was it? It was Jericho and Omega, right? Page. Sorry, yes, Jericho and Page. And then you had... And then Scorpio Sky had that one-off, then it was Cody, then it was Moxley, then it was Hager, and then now it's Brody Lee. I bet you money next it's Matt. Quite possibly. I mean, if Brody Lee wins the championship, which I don't think he will, I think I mean, I mean, think Brody Lee against Matt Hardy could be a whole lot of fun. But... But it shouldn't be for the title. That, but I also think Matt Hardy would be a better TNA, or TNA, TNT champion versus world champion. I think Matt would bring more prestigious to the mid-card title versus the main title. Overall, I thought everything was well done. I just am kind of leery about putting Brody Lee in this position so soon. I'm high on him, but I, I am kind of thinking like it is kind of TNA-esque just kind of putting all the former WWE guys in the top spot. But then again, can't blame him either. Lance Archer defeats QT Marshall. QT Marshall always got to get his shit in. Yep. Gotta love him or hate him. He always got to get his shit in. Hate him. But Lance Archer wins pretty decisively. Uh, Brandy Rhodes was in the corner of QT. Uh, Britt Baker beats down Brandy, so maybe setting up a match at double or nothing. And then Jake the Snake returns, has a mask on, you know, social distancing and everything. Takes out a cobra, or I guess a snake, python. Puts it on Brandy. Kind of hovers over her. Not very good social distancing at that point. And I think they did a really good job about explaining why Cody or anybody wasn't coming out to save Brandy because they said, oh, the locker rooms are so far away, you got to take a golf cart, so it's going to take at least five minutes for them to get here. And I thought, you know, the 
everything that happened in the ring, you know, it was okay. But I think the commentary and kind of the explanation of why nobody came out was fantastic because it's something you don't really see in wrestling that much. Who was doing the commentating? Was it JR? That'd be oh. JR, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. Or Schiavone. Schiavone? Schiavone. I mean, I still feel like it would have meant something to have them kind of walking away and then seeing Cody run out. You know, like, to prove the point that, look, it's so far away, you know, he loves his wife, but he can't get there soon enough, you know? But that's just my my opinion. Then in the main event, we got Les Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara defeating... By the way, that's a great fucking name. Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy. And Kenny Omega actually takes the pinfall here while as both Guevara and Jericho pin him. Kind of a crazy, kooky... False Count Anywhere, No DQ, DDT-style match from these four gentlemen. Matt Hardy making a lot of wardrobe changes, going through all the reincarnations of Matt Hardy. I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. Kind of weird. This isn't exactly what I would have Kenny Omega be doing, but it's what Kenny Omega wants to do. I mean, he is the, what, chief brand officer? What is he? That would be Brandy. She's the chief brandy officer. What's it? What's uh, Kenny's position? EVP. EVP. What's EVP? Executive Vice President. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't know acronyms. You only make $20 a year. Huh? You only make $20 a year, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Any hoots. Um, I did see... The sp- I-, I love the spot of Sammy getting ran over by the golf cart. That's my favorite spot, probably. Hell of a bump. Trying to make memes out of it. Yeah. So, overall, AW, really good. Building towards double or nothing. Then we go on to NXT... Dominic already kind of alluded to it. Gargano comes out, revamped character, new music. Uh, Evil Candice in his corner. He beats Dominic Dijakovic. Cheating, you know, unhooking the turnbuckle, gets him, pins him. I think they uh, protected Dijakovic well. Obviously, Gargano being the super undersized baby or heel kind of is an uphill battle, but I think they did a good job in this match. I mean, I think Gargano is going to go places no matter what. So. Beating Divakovic, you know, it only adds to his his resume, in my opinion. But I do think Dominic will go places. Then we got the debut of Karrion Cross with Scarlet, Whew. not the Smoke Show. I think they're just calling her by her first name, just Scarlet. That's fine. They come out. Uh, no crowd, so it is kind of weird because it is a very over-the-top entrance. Uh, Scarlet's just sitting there, smoke everywhere. Maybe she is an allusion to the smoke show. Maybe. Mm. But she's like lip-syncing the entire... I, I assume she's lip-syncing. Maybe she is really singing because she has such a beautiful voice. Such a beautiful I'm person sure inside and out. But, you know, she, she. I bet you she could belt the shit out of that song. Sing the fuck out of that song, Scarlet. Yep. Anyways. I want a solo album now. Very over-the-top entrance. It was a little awkward because they, you know, are just posing there and then they just go to silence. But that's just kind of the way we are right now. Cross gets the win in a squash match. Your initial thoughts on the debut of Karrion Cross. The Scarlet. only thought I have is I wish this was done in front of a live audience. I feel like the, the pop would have been freaking amazing. I mean, granted, they probably would have chanted, like, Killer Cross or Smoke Show or something like that, and they probably would have, you know, ruined it a little bit. But I feel like this would have been 100% better in front of a live audience. I like the debut, you know, super over-the-top entrance. Scarlet's still kind of keeping the same Smoke Show vibes, not being too over-the-top with it. But 
they haven't done any promos, haven't done anything that way. I don't know if Cross is going to stay silent, if Scarlet's going to be the mouthpiece, or what exactly the dynamic will be. But that's just kind of the next step, next evolution for this act, so it keeps me intrigued. Then, Dominic's uh, two favorite girls on NXT. Maybe not his favorite favorites, but he was definitely torn in this match. Io Shirai takes on Charlotte oh. Flair oh. for the NXT Women's Championship. Are you taking Io over Charlotte, Dominic? Yeah. Io does get the win over Charlotte, but is it yes. is via disqualification nah. after Charlotte uh, attacks her. I think it's with the kendo stick at the end of What's the match. What's up with Charlotte and sticks? I mean, she beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey with one a couple years, like two years ago, too. So She's like a, a black belt in kendo sticks. Okay. But uh, she beats down Io a little bit, gets DQ'd, and then we get the return of... What is the former champion's name? I Rhea Ripley. There we go. Thank you very much, Dominic. You're, You're here welcome. for a reason. Rhea Ripley comes back out and attacks Charlotte, kind of standing up for Io, but then Io kind of yells at her, so maybe setting up a triple threat match later on down the line. With who winning? I don't know. That's what we have we're to stay here tuned for. and find out. Exactly. Then we get Be- uh, Finn Balor cutting a promo. He talks kind of in circles about who attacked him. He doesn't know, but who? when he finds out, he's going to make him pay. And then after that, Cameron Grimes is in a squash match, wins quickly, and then Grimes cuts a promo. Balor confronts him, beats down Grimes. So probably a one-off match next week on NXT. I really hope Cameron Grimes makes it in the WWE or NXT at least, because very underrated. Very underrated. I'm really hoping that they get that match and they get enough time to really showcase. Unfortunately, not in front of a live crowd, but very high on Cameron Grimes. Then, in the main event, NXT Men's Championship match, Adam Cole defeats Velveteen Dream with some shenanigans on the outside. Obviously, Undisputed Era gets involved. We get Dexter Loomis going full hornswoggle, coming out from underneath the ring. And, you know, possibility of maybe something happening with Dream because of the whole speculation and allegations on the internet, but yeah. pretty straightforward. You would not really think anything out of the ordinary. You know, kind of a, a cheating, dirty pin here. You know, could may possibly do a rematch later on down the line, but... Which I think they will. I mean, if Dream is acquitted in Vince's eyes, I feel like this match will be revisited and Dream will win. All right, then we're just going to quickly go over the Raw recap. Unless you don't even... Dominic, I'm just no, going to ask you a question. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about Raw? Because pretty much everything just goes into Money in the Bank. Not really. We just cover Money in the Bank. All right, so we will go into our Money in the Bank predictions. We got the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bailey defending against Tamina. Dominic, is the Tamina era going to begin on SmackDown on uh, Sunday? No. I agree with you. Bailey all the way. Any uh, shakeup? Any dissension between uh, Sasha and Bailey? I don't think so. Not right now. Hey, I, I agree. Not yet. Not yet. Then continuing on the SmackDown train, the tag team championship match: the New Day take on the Forgotten Sons, Miz and Morrison, and the Lucha House Party. I think New New Day will still win. I believe New Day will retain as well. Should be a good match. Maybe a little high flyy, high spotty all over the place, but. Should be a good time. Now, we got the two Money in the Bank matches and the two men's singles title matches. I believe both of the Money in the Bank matches are going to be taking place at the same exact time. Obviously, I'm sorry to interrupt, but goddamn, there are so many fucking goddamn planes for some reason. Everyone's got a social distance and they got to get out of this hellhole. Yeah, no shit. Damn. 
I ask you this every single time, Dominic. What is the main event of Money in the Bank? Is 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 it the two uh, Money in the Bank matches, or will it be possibly Drew and Seth, or possibly Strowman and White? Probably Drew and Seth. All right, then. We'll go with the Money in the Bank matches first. So I assume they're going to go on at the same exact time. Just kind of overall, what are your thoughts? What are your expectations for this match starting at the ground floor and working their way up with both matches going on at the same time? I mean, I kind of hope that it it's not... And, th- and this is going without being said. I do hope it's not very uh, cartoonish or, or not cartoonish, like very... I don't know the word I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for, Brandon? Come on, help me out here. Over the top. Over the top. But I do, would like, you know, use, you know, throw someone through some glass, because, you know, I'm sure they have glass windows. You know, throw some people through the glass. I don't want to see a Big Show Hulk Hogan, you know. Opposed to what, a brick window? Huh? Opposed to a brick window? Fuck you. I'm just saying, I don't need to see someone fall off the, the top of the roof and then freak out thinking he's dead. That's what I don't need. You know. I don't need WCW Hogan... Big show. And there goes Oreo. The fuck was that? Big dog making some weird sounds. Oh, it's that big dog. Studiani is making a, a late run in to tell us to hurry the fuck up, which we're almost done. We got the, well, I guess we'll just go over the Money in the Bank matches as a whole. Women's match. Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. For me... I think it's between either Shayna Baszler or Nia Jax. I'll go with Shayna Baszler. Not really any rhyme or reason. Just kind of a feeling. Dominic, I 100% agree because I want this plane to fly over and get the fuck out of my podcast. But I agree Shayna Baszler is going to win money in the bank and become the new Raw Women's Champion in the future. Do you agree with me that Nia Jax is the most likely next winner if it's not Shayna Baszler? Correct. Then in the men's Money in the Bank, we had Dana Bryan, Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. I think Money in the Bank is more a heel gimmick. So I'm thinking possibly King Corbin or AJ Styles. Kind of been there, done that with Baron Corbin. Obviously, the King gimmick could add a little extra flair to it. But I'm going to go with AJ. I think both of these Money in the Bank matches, I'm not exactly sure. I'll go with AJ just for the halibut. I'm going with Alistair because I feel like his time is due. I do think Alistair Black could be a dark horse because he's not exactly pinpoint as either a heel or a babyface, so he could, you know, be... He, he's going to pick a fight with somebody, finally. There you go. Because that's what he does. He picks fights. Yes, he does. Then we got the two men's singles uh, title matches, unless there's anything else that gets put on later, but let's be honest, we probably don't really care about that. The Universal title match, Braun Strowman against Bray Wyatt. I think it's just Bray Wyatt. So maybe a way to have Braun win with while protecting the Fiend. Maybe Bray Wyatt does some shenanigans and it's like a no-contest, weird, over-the-top finish. I don't know. Dominic, who do you get and why? Go with Braun. I feel like if Braun's to lose it that quick... It makes this whole thing kind of useless. So I'll go with Braun. I do feel like Bray could pull it out, but I think Braun will hold off till the end. I think Braun Strowman will win. I think we're probably going to get some some sort of shenanigans. Maybe Bray Wyatt you know, gets counted out or wins via disqualification or something with The Fiend making a run and maybe brings out the, the hammer. 
and squashes him Gallagher style. Then in what Dominic thinks will be the main event, Drew McIntyre taking on Seth Rollins' WWE Championship. Possibly some shenanigans with uh, his buddy Murphy somewhere lingering. But I think this is a nice spot to just have a good match, put Drew over clean, and who knows? I don't think they're going to... They could go back to the rematch just because there's not a lot of heels on the Raw side, but I think they've been pushing Drew so strong. Just give him the win here. I mean, I do agree. Give Drew the win. Um, this could just be me being, be, me being a little tipsy, but I do see Buddy Murphy going after Drew McIntyre. Seth Rollins' Buddy Murphy. Sorry. It's only Murphy now, Dominic. Sorry. Going after Seth Rollins' Buddy Murphy and having Murphy beat the champion. Just saying. Okay. So that'll do it for us for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you to Mr. X for his second week in a row. Send it in a question. Very much appreciated. Let's make sure there's no last-minute messages. Hang on. Hang on, Brandon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it just Bleach Report Live sending in advertisements? I totally forget that I have no signal in my own fucking backyard, so it's just a blank screen. So. Well, on that note, hope you guys are staying safe, stay quarantined and social distancing and wear masks and gloves and wash your hands. and Don't drink beer and do a podcast. Why? I think, t- I mean, I think today was one of our, uh, you know, shitty, great podcasts. We had our moments, but we also recovered and had some solid talks. I talked about sexing in a movie, Brandon. I hit it pretty You didn't time. talk about sexing, you talked about Halle Berry getting rammed. <laughs> Okay, listen back to the podcast, studio audience. <laughs> and on that note, my name is Brandon Tengum, and that's been Dominic Hobson. That's been the studio audience. That's been the mascot. That's been the big dog. And that's been the mosquitoes. And the mosquitoes and the airplanes and Dominic's hot links and chicken dogs and beef dogs. And should be at the A's game right now. For the but big it's, dogs. It's okay. Sign off. Sign off. Goodbye and good night. Uh, oh, bye-bye.